Hey guys, welcome to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are going to be talking about two new Netflix movies this week. Uh, we watched The Boys in the Band, and then we also watched Enola Holmes. Both of which are things that we've kind of talked about, I think, in like news. So it's, that's kind of fun. I always like when there's a full circle moment. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and I always feel bad when we've like hyped something up in in news and then we never talk about it because something or other, usually pure laziness. Neither of us watch those things or something. <laughs> or like the the news was of it was more exciting than the actual thing. Exactly. I guess we can just go right into news. Uh, I have a really sad one that I'm sure you have too. Yes. I'm depressed because Glow Season 4 was just completely canceled because of COVID. It's so sad. I have a tweet I... from, from Mark Marin that just says, damn. Ugh. I haven't even been able to, I like quickly, when I saw that, I like quickly looked at Allison Bree's Instagram to see if she had posted anything and didn't see anything. And I haven't had a chance to look at anything else. So that, uh, that breaks my heart. I know. It's, I don't it's, really get it. It's like, well, and it's also, it's like sad for Glow, really sad for Glow. And also just sad that like how many more cancellations are we gonna have to hear about you know yeah especially because like glow is um like it's usually nominated for stuff so it's like yeah. one of netflix's like best shows they've done which is kind of surprising yeah and, and like um it was already supposed to be the last season yeah okay allison brie did post a tribute and it's really cute, of course. Oh, did she? She just, yeah. But it's literally 20 minutes ago. Okay. So. Wow, the news is Dang. breaking as we speak. I know. <laughs> you you beat her. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just very unfortunate that it couldn't just be, like, postponed. I know. It really is really sad. Especially because, like, I... I think we were really excited to see where they were going to take it. Yeah. From where they left off. And now they've left it off on kind of a weird cliffhanger and that really sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very sad. Sorry that I was the one to break the news. That's okay. That's kind of your thing, remember? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, I, I saw this week that... Um, the reboot of the Roald Dahl uh, film adaptation, The Witches, that I had forgotten about, but they were doing a reboot of it, is now just going to bypass theaters and go straight to HBO Max. Yeah. And I think, did they release a trailer? Um, I think they did. At least a teaser. Um, I'm looking just at the poster right now. Mm -hmm. um, the poster looks really fun. But I didn't actually watch the teaser, so... I actually didn't either. I bookmarked it to go back to, and once again, I didn't. <laughs> Life gets in the way, you know? It but really 
Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci are the big uh, names so that are in the movie, and all three are pretty great. So, um, but yeah, uh, it's the first significant WB film to go that route to just skip theaters and just drop go straight to streaming, and that's so that's October twenty second, so really soon too. Wow, just in time for Halloween. Yeah. Um, Also, I just feel like that's the beginning of all movies doing that. Um, I know movie theaters might be dead, and it's really sad. It is super sad. And it's also, it's like, did you see, this isn't TV news, but did you see all the trailers and posts for the Free Guy movie with Ryan Reynolds um, and Jodie Comer? I saw one post by Ryan Reynolds, but I haven't seen much. It's like, so they're saying it's coming out December 11th, but um, one of the posts I saw was like, they have the cast all being like maybe it'll be next year maybe it'll be who knows when it's actually going to come out and i was like that is so crazy that this is like an ad for the movie but it is it's kind of like um it'll just be interesting to see the comparison of like movies that goes that do open in the theaters how much of a loss is it to go straight to first streaming premiere versus theater premiere or what Mm-hmm. But this one's interesting with the witches because it's not like Bill and Ted, for example, where you had to pay the like twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I haven't heard yet if you have to pay extra. As far as I can tell, it's only if you have an HBO Max subscription, you get the movie. You get it. So it is. It's really wild seeing who decides to do what. Yeah. Well, I loved the witches as a child, but was also scarred by the witches as a child, which I'm sure so- most people were. I was majorly traumatized. And I think I I read the book at some point in my childhood. I do not remember if it was before or after the movie because I think I saw the movie when I was, like, very little. And it was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, like, a strange fascination with it, you know? So Yeah, like, one of my core memories is, like, her taking off her face. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that very, very vividly. Yeah, but. it is it is one of those um just one of those movies and shows that if you were a kid around that time you were traumatized. So maybe it'll be yeah, traumatizing a whole new generation. Seriously. Um a bit of uh something I learned and also some news. Um I did not know that Andy McDowell and Margaret uh, how do you say her last name? Margaret Colley? I think it's Qualley. Um, I did not know that they were real life mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun thing to learn. Yeah, she's a nepotism kid. Had no idea. And um, they're going to be playing a mother and daughter in um, a Netflix series called Made. Margot Robbie's like production company i think oh i didn't know that um that makes sense because of once upon a time in hollywood because she and margaret oh yeah both in that together um i it's also interesting because i feel like margaret qualley is way um more relevant than andy mcdowell yeah and like in better things almost so it's kind of mm-hmm. like sure mom you can be in my show 
but that's very cute. Yeah, apparently it's inspired by a book. It's a best-selling memoir, and um, I guess we'll see what happens. It explores poverty in America, but very intriguing, and I really love, uh, have loved um, Margaret Qualley. Almost sounds like a koala bear. I know. Koali. I think of I think of quails. Quails. I'm positive you saw this and are extremely excited about it. That um, Peacock's new show, Girls Five Eva, <laughs> mm-hmm. with Tina Fey, who is writing it with Robert Carlock and Meredith Scardino, who she's worked with on Thirty Rock and Kimmy Schmidt. But Busy Phillips, Sarah Bareilles, and Renee Elise Goldsberry from Hamilton are going to be in a show about a 90s girl group who it says they're one hit wonder group in the 90s. And then a young rapper in present day samples when it samples their song. And so then they now reunite to try and be pop stars again, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds hilarious. Um like, this might be what gets me to try Peacock because I have not even had the desire to try it yet at all. But that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. And I'm excited about uh, it's getting Busy Phillips back into acting. Yeah. What's the last thing she did? I mean, she was on Kimmy Schmidt. I couldn't even tell you which season that was. And that I was only. like the second to last one, I think. Oh, okay. And I only really remembered that because kind of, of this the article. last one. Yeah, I think this... she was in the last one, but then there was like that movie. It's hard to, it's really hard to say. It's so confusing. And I know she was in, I feel pretty, but yeah. that was even a while ago now. Like so weird. But I think that, um, this sounds right up her alley for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, it'll be hilarious. And it's just a really funny idea at all. Mm-hmm. So it sounds pretty great. Season six of Schitt's Creek is now on Netflix. And um, I'm very excited about that. We'll probably rewatch it since I watched it illegally. Because have have you seen the last no, season? No, I never yet? got to watch it because I didn't know how to use my roommate's YouTube TV at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm so excited, especially because I literally just started rewatching it all. Yeah, it's perfect timing. I'm on season four, so I'm really almost there. Can't wait. I cannot wait for you to watch it. And I'm also excited because I was worried um, they also have a a documentary that goes along with it that I never was able to watch. And that I was curious on if they would post that to Netflix or not. And it's there. So we get the documentary as well. So excited it's just like if you're feeling constantly stressed and terrified that is a great show to watch seriously wow it heals it really does it's a balm um my last piece of news is netflix announced that cobra kai the season three the brand new season is coming out in january and it was also renewed for season four. But now this was announced just a few days ago. And what if that gets the axe? Because of all the other 
cancellations that What's they announced today. What's going on at Netflix? Like, I so, don't get it. Because, like, I mean, like, Glow was out of nowhere. They had said they renewed it. So maybe put a pin in season four, but season three is going to drop soon. So we shall see. But very excited. I, I mean, I still need to watch season two, but I'm very excited that season three is just around the corner, sort of. I'm excited for you, and one day I will watch it. One day I will keep, I'll catch up. I'm not even caught up yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) But season one was really good, so I will watch it, but. That was all I had. Do you have anything else? No, that was my last one. Perfect. Okay, so like was mentioned, one of the movies we watched was Enola Holmes um, starring Millie Bobby Brown and um, so we thought might as well rank our favorite (laughs) our top three favorite current child actors is this creepy well we're not saying we have crushes on them okay great yeah I'm not can't speak for you no. no 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 um so all actors under the age of 18 currently and our favorites. Um, you want to go first? Yes. Um, my number three, I picked uh, McKenna Grace from Haunting of Hill House. Um, she's my number two. <laughs> well, she's really good. She's so, so good. And she's in a ton of stuff. Like that's the TV show I know her from. Mm-hmm. But she's in like I Tanya. Um, she's in. She oh, was she's in that movie Gifted that I never saw. Ditto. I did see the trailer quite a few times. Oh, she plays young Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which like yes, she looks just she... like Kieran and Shipka. Yeah, it's like, a, of course she does. Um, but she's like, like notably very good at, at acting. Mm-hmm. Um, your IMDb page is long. It's She's really so long. long. I'm still scrolling. Yeah, I'm like just getting lost in this long, <laughs> long list. Um, and she's the youngest on my list. It's she's only fourteen. Yeah, so it turns she's out a baby. the other ones I are um barely se- seven. Yeah, yeah. I w- I was realizing once I was going through this that um. I don't watch a lot of shows with children in them. Like, I've kind of had a bit of a hard time. Yeah, like, I know that they're there, but... And it's funny because a lot of them, like, are just, like, playing the actors as, like, young children. Like, that's what a lot of them have on their mm-hmm. IMDb. That is extremely true. Which I'm, like, a lot of these... Because, um, well... I'm excited to see who else is on your list, but at least for McKenna Grace, when you're playing the younger version, it's like, I feel like she usually nails it. And that's why I notice how good she is because I'm like, wow, she really does seem like a young version of the lady in Haunting of Hill House. Totally. Tanya Harding. Mm -hmm. So kudos to her. Well, my number three is Faith Herman. She is 11. She's my youngest. And she's in This Is Us. She's in Shazam. 
And she's in Watchmen. <gasps> was she that little cutie girl? <laughs> yes. Oh she my is gosh. And Shazam. <laughs> yes. I loved her. Wow, I did not know she was in This Is Us. Yeah, she plays Sterling K. Brown's one of his daughters, and she is so good in that and wow. So cute. I mean, imagine being eleven and being an actor. <laughs> I can't. That's and, so young. And like on like a re- regular TV series like This Is Us. Yeah, like that is that's so young that they have like you can only work so many hours in a day. Yeah, pretty sure. I would hope wow. so. She's so cute. That's a really She's good adorable. One. Wow, perfect. Yes, I love her. My number 2 is um Stranger Things kid. My favorite Stranger Things kid is Caleb McLaughlin. Um, and let me remember what his, and by remember, I mean, look up on IMDb, <laughs> what his character's name is. Um, it was of course, Lucas. I felt, yes. Lucas. It was like, okay, there's all the stranger things, kids. Those are givens to choose from, you know? Right. He, to me, he is a standout, um, especially because like, um, I used to follow him on Instagram, but then I felt kind of weird about it because I was like, I'm not really your target demographic. <laughs> but he's like, he's like really outspoken. I, I actually checked. He is one who just turned 18 this year. So he is a little. um. So you're cheating. Oh, he's we'll actually 18 that. now. He's turning 19 like n- next week. <laughs> um, But it's but he started out as a little kid. That's true. Like like Millie Bobby he Brown. He does not look he does not look like he's 18. So. No. Um, but he's like, he like has a foundation that he spearheads about like, and he's like always talking about self-esteem and like, just like, seems like a, also a good little role model, you know? Totally. Um, and I like what they've done with Lucas's character. I feel like in season one, he was not really anyone's favorite because he was kind of like a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. But then I really like him and like um, Max. They're really cute to me, and like he's just he's just my favorite one. I think he's adorable, and um, I love him. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say he's one of my favorites as well. Well, I guess I'll just say my number one now. Okay. <laughs> um, my number one is seventeen years old, and. Um, it's Storm Reed from Euphoria and Wrinkle in Time. Brilliant. She is a bonus for me. Um, she's, I can't she's... believe she's only 17. I know, that is crazy. so mind-blowing. I I think that like she is going to do really great things and uh, is going to be a very popular movie star. I can't, couldn't agree more. I um something I forget that she's in until I I was looking at when I was just kind of like you know refreshing my memory of the child stars we have going the right children. now <laughs> how she's like in when they see us yeah mm-hmm. and she must have been like if they filmed that well I don't even know she must have been she couldn't have been no more any more than sixteen mm-hmm. and she does just like kind of carries herself older than that um. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I think she's really great. And I just really love her in Euphoria. 
Mm-hmm. I know. I'd like to see even more about her character in the next season. But when you, what you do see of her is like haunting. Yeah, it is. That's true. It's so good. Um, my number one is uh, I picked Jack Dylan Grazer, which is sort of cheating because even though he is in a TV show, he's in that HBO show We Are Who We Are, but I have mm-hmm. not started it yet. <laughs> but like, so I know him best from It and Shazam also too. And he is just like, he is just the one to watch. He was so funny in It. And I was like, I've never seen a kid talk that fast in my life. Like, it was so <laughs> funny. He was so cute. And um, and he was, like, so adorable in Shazam. And I'm really excited to watch him in that HBO show, too. So, Yeah, me too. I know he is good. He was good. He was also in Beautiful Boy, which I always forget about. Yeah, he was. But um, anyway... He's just—he's the king of the child stars. Imagine being cast as young Timothy Chalamet. You know, it takes—you like already know you're going to be making it, making it well, making yourself yeah. a name in the world. Yes, like they—you can't just cast any any just old rando kid to be him. No, but um, so yeah, he like I. Uh, I like respect him so much, even though he's so young. He's also 17. I respect him so much as an actor that he was like the selling point for that new show he's in. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dang, I'm definitely interested in that show. So, yeah, I hope I hope all these kids, they're really talented now. And I really do hope that they all get super famous. Me, too. I mean, they will be because we talked about them on this podcast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so right. <laughs> They're going to be trending topics tonight. (laughs) Each one of them. Um, Okay. Well, children. Go children. (laughs) You are the future. Speaking of you are the future, Enola Holmes. Want to give the brief synopsis? Yeah. Um... Basically, Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes, who is the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. And um, Helena Bonham Carter plays their mom, and she goes missing. And so Enola Holmes kind of takes it upon herself to find her. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. And in the process, she has to hide from... Her brothers, Sherlock Holmes and Mycroft Holmes, who are played by Henry Cavill and Sam Claflin. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. Um, I thought that Millie was so good in this. Yeah, I give her 10 out of 10. I was very surprised. I was worried. I, w- I, w- I-, I-, <laughs> I have been worried that... She was going to kind of get stuck in this weird Stranger Things 11 situation. But um, she was very good, very charming. Um, Like, she was the star of the movie for sure, which I think is kind of, like, amazing that she was able to do that, like, next to someone like Henry Cavill. (laughs) Yeah. 
I was actually really impressed with the cast, the total cast they had because like, like when Fiona Shaw showed up, mm-hmm. um, I was like, and yeah, she really held her own and carried the whole thing. Um, I think you're, I agree that she was super charming, which is really fun to see her like that because like 11, the character 11 is not charming. Like that's, she's not supposed to be, you know? Like she's weird. She's this mm-hmm. weird little like alien kid, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And I thought that she was really great, especially because like she has to do a lot of stuff. Like she has to convincingly do action scenes. Um, she has to be like kind of a like outsider, and um, but also at times play the role of like um, like really pretty and fancy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she pulled off everything. Totally. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was surprised at how much I liked it. I don't have, like, that much more to say about it. Do you? No, I don't really either. I I would say that I thought it was fun. Um, and I would probably put it in my top five uh, Netflix original movies mm-hmm. that I've seen. Because um, it was clearly, like, it looked great. It was, like, clearly high quality. And um, it also held my interest the whole time, which a lot of Netflix movies don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a movie that would have been in the movie theater. I think that's another yes. reason why I liked it. Yes. Um, I also saw that Netflix tweeted like all the pictures because like she's the narrator and like breaks the fourth wall all the time and talks to the audience. Mm-hmm. And Netflix tweeted. They were like, yes, this was directed by Fleabag's director. Or Fleabag's Harry Bradbeer. Oh, I didn't directed realize Fleabag, that. and so I would have had I didn't I would have had no idea if they hadn't tweeted that out. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I love that very much. Yeah. So, and uh, my one other thing I would say that I noted was, I think I'd probably recommend it to like literally anybody. Yeah, children, families. Um, older people, single yeah. people, married people. <laughs> yeah, like all ages. Um, it was just like a fun movie. Yeah, it was very fun. Um, I also love Helena Bonham Carter. I wish I could have seen a little bit more of her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, very, very impressed and very pleased. I I will be honest and say I really wasn't that I wasn't I probably wouldn't have watched this if we weren't talking about it on the podcast, but I'm glad I did and now encourage other people to watch it. That is the best when that happens. Yeah. I think that's like the most fun part about even doing the podcast is like watching stuff that we normally wouldn't mm-hmm. and actually thinking it was really great. Yeah. That's fun. We are really good at pushing the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> We we watched the number two movie on Netflix. <laughs> That's what I saw on there. I was like, oh dang, number two. Uh, um, that means we're appealing to the general public. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, you know, sometimes we watch things that we're trying to convince people to watch. Other times we're watching things that a lot of people already have watched. Yeah. Um, oh, one other thing I will say just real quick is that it was really fun to see Henry Cavill. In like in um non Superman role, 
Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to make that same exact point. I don't really ever feel that attracted to him because I'm not super attracted to like superhero type um, bodies and mm-hmm. slash uh, personas. And yeah, just like a beefcake wall, brick wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, oh, wait, he's like be- very beautiful. Yeah, I feel like this is the look for him. Like letting his hair be curly mm-hmm. and like old timey clothes where he doesn't, his like arms aren't terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah, I was very into him. And then I saw um, some news about The Witcher and saw a picture <laughs> of him in that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I've never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at those yet. Oh, they're 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 something. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Yeah, I want to see him more in non-actiony roles. Me too. Basically, I love, because yeah. I thought it was great. It was yeah, it was nice to see him with like a personality and more dressed to our personal taste, which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Recommend it. That's all retweet um okay the other movie we watched the boys in the band want to give that synopsis yes um basically i feel like this would this would be like a really short synopsis actually it's just um it's this group of gay male friends in the late 60s that meet up for a birthday party and drama ensues because Jim Parsons wants to push everybody's buttons basically. <laughs> and I guess a good backstory for it is that it's based on a play, the boys in the band that mm-hmm. came out. Um, the original play, uh, Oh, it was actually in 1968, which was in the movie was set. So that's interesting didn't realize that and then it was revived on broadway uh two years ago with this exact cast that's in the movie and then they filmed it as a movie and another notable fact um was that that cast every single cast member is gay which i think is rare for the play yeah i thought that was really cool and important Mm -hmm. um it was also executive produced. Is that correct? By Ryan Murphy? Yes. Maybe just regular producer. I never know with those terms. Um, I have no idea. So he was involved. <laughs> he was very involved. And I went into this pretty blind. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a play. I don't remember... And I kind of wished I would have remembered that or known that before I started it. I think it would have helped me understand more of, because the whole movie is just one night and like real time, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of talking. And so much dialogue. And um, it was so different that I like really appreciated it. So I think I would have appreciated it even more if I would have known that ahead of time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
I went in, well, I think just based on the different critics that I follow on social media, mm-hmm. I'd seen their opinions of the play. I'm thinking specifically of gay critics who I follow. And because for starters, I mean, we're definitely not really who this is made for at all, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think that means that it's not worth watching at all. I, I actually I really liked it. I think I liked it even more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. But um, the reactions to the play itself have been like really all over the place based on the different critics that I follow. Like some of them really don't like the play and others and others um they maybe have mixed feelings about some of the messages in the play but they also accept that it's like kind of it's like gay theater canon you know Mm -hmm. because it was like really revolutionary when it first came out in 1968 like that's pretty crazy so i was definitely really curious what the play would be like or the i mean sorry the movie um and overall i thought it was really good and i thought the acting was all really good i mean a lot of people that are already really lovable are in it like especially andrew rannells like who doesn't love andrew rannells um if you don't i don't want to hear it shame on you like <laughs> he's so good he's and truly from god yeah and he i loved seeing him in this and i feel like um matthew bomer was really great who i actually don't really see in that many things but i thought he was really good um Someone who stood out to me was Michael Benjamin Washington, who plays the only black character. And um, I literally, I I only know him from some episodes of 30 Rock. And mm-hmm. he was, like, very good. Um, like, I think I really loved almost every character, which leads me to say mm-hmm. how irritating Jim Parsons was in this. <laughs> and part of it was his character, because, like, you're clear, he's he's the one who, like, He's, like, stirring up all, like, anything he can with people kind of to make himself feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, kind of what gets everything going of all the, like, everything that happens, basically. But um, I just found him very irritating. Yeah, I did, too. And um, I was telling Jordan earlier that I I was having to be, like, okay, am I finding him irritating a, because that's how he's supposed to be, which I think, yes. Um, B, is it because it's just, will he ever get away from his Big Bang character? And I think he has before. So I think it, I think this was just like a similar role kind of because of how much dialogue mm. there is. And he holds a lot of dialogue in the Big Bang Theory from what I've seen of it. But yeah, other like I have a hard time with him, but I loved it. I that was my only con, I would say. No, I think that made perfect sense. Well, and I was thinking um as you were talking, I do think the I mean, I've only seen a max two episodes of Big Bang Theory, but it I mean, I feel like in pop culture it's like you can't escape. Like I know his character. And it is interesting because, like, in this, I feel like they're similar in that they're kind of like, I'm the smartest person in the room vibes. Yeah. Which he pulls off. He pulls off that convincingly, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. I, since I'm not as familiar with the play, I don't know what it's like if a different actor would be to play, like, would be playing that role. But um, I felt like 
a lot of the other characters felt more like well-rounded real people than mm-hmm. his character did, which is interesting because he had by far the most dialogue. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like even um it was even like at his apartment and they like kept referring to how he has money and then didn't have money. And like, I still didn't really have like a good grasp on any of his real actual like background or who mm-hmm. he was as a person. Yeah. And other characters, um, I felt like we got to know them as they were like reflecting on their pasts. Mm-hmm. And even if it was like just a fraction of, what we heard actually out of Jim Parsons characters lines. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I feel like I, they just painted like this whole picture of this character. So that was interesting. I mean, maybe that's kind of also the point where it's like some of the times the people that talk the most, they're saying the least or something. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe our reactions just show how effective it was. I I really don't know. It makes me want to research (laughs) a lot more into the history of the play. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought, um, I kept thinking about the pen 15 sleepover episode. It just kind of reminded (gasps) me of that. Yes. And yeah, like Jim um, Parsons is, is Mora. Jim Parsons is Mora. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Very, very weird connection, but I'm glad you get it. Wow. That is so, wow. I love that so much so accurate i really liked it i left feeling um very pleased with it where i think when it first started i was like oh no is he ever gonna stop talking (laughs) no but no still good no but i still liked it (laughs) then andrew rannells came in (laughs) oh yeah thank goodness yeah so again two great movies that we both highly recommend is that yeah Okay to say? Yeah, I agree. I thought they were both really good. Me too. Who is your crush of the week? Um, well, it's actually funny because we had way more hotties to choose from this week than yeah. normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually kind of hard to narrow down. But I I'm going to go with Henry Cavill because Great choice. Uh, he is extremely hot and this is the kind of hot I want him to be more often for sure yeah um one thing one thing that I did think was a little interesting was that this like usually Sherlock Holmes character is like very eccentric and like weird you know Mm -hmm. and he was like pretty normal and uh I would have made I would have liked to see him be maybe a little weirder but Mm -hmm. He, I thought that he was good. He was like a convincing brother to her and stuff. Yeah. I wanted to also shout out Sam Claflin because that was crazy that that was him. It didn't even really it look didn't like look him. Like him at all. <laughs> and I was actually kind of, I love, I actually love him a lot. Yeah, he's and he's really like fun and really hot and very hot <laughs> and very fun. And yeah. so I was sad that we actually didn't really get that much of it of him and. That he was mostly just all around the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that there would have been a little bit more of like more. He was. I wish he was a little more than one sided. I guess. Yes, I agree. But as a bonus, there is some cute content of the three of them 
Millie and Henry Cavill and Sam Claflin doing like fun Netflix interview things. And he looks really good there. So Okay, great. I have some bonus. Yeah. Special content to take in. Yeah. Okay. Who's your crush? My crush. We already shouted out Andrew Rannells, so I'll 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 leave him be. But um Zachary Quinto, I have always loved loved him. (laughs) We didn't even we didn't talk about him once yet. So this is perfect. So that's why I was like, okay, perfect. Um (laughs) I have loved him for a long time um i as i've mentioned before i really love um loved the show heroes and he was a main character in that and so i've always loved him and i love every time he kind of like pops and he kind of like will randomly pop into things like he was in that um one episode of little america that we watched yeah and, oh my gosh I forgot about that yeah he's been in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt a little tiny bit <laughs> and yeah so I just he also was in Girls for a little bit anyway so yeah I he just, has a fascinating IMDB page now that yeah I'm he does listing it all out um I'm glad you said that because my roommate she loved Heroes too and so she was like oh my gosh I love Zachary Quinto and I was like the first time I saw him was in Star Trek because I didn't watch Heroes Oh, wow. So I kind of missed out on starting with him as hot because he's hot <laughs> in Star Trek. What do you <laughs> to me? That's when he's the hottest to me. <laughs> I did think he was. Those years. <laughs> that in that Dumb and Dumber haircut. Mm-hmm. Or kind of a Galaxy Quest haircut, too. He is really hot in Kimmy Schmidt, though. So I definitely. I understand he's hot, but. Yeah. He's he great. was. Yeah. And he his uh style in this was like probably one of the best in the movie actually yeah it was amazing there we go there we have it there it is the boys in the band meets enola holmes (laughs) (laughs) what a combo i know i was actually excited at first when this is going to make me sound even more dumb than i've already sounded today but um when I first started watch, because I watched The Boys in the Band first and then Enola Holmes. And when I first started Enola Holmes, I was thinking that Henry Cavill's character was actually Matthew Bomer. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect connection. But then I realized it was Henry Cavill. They look alike, though. They look very alike, especially not in superhero outfits. Yes. Well, in like in in Boys in the Band, Matthew Bomer had like curly hair. Mm-hmm. kind of so it's like they actually do look alike they both have they're both kind of like too attractive almost yeah they're both just like a little too chiseled on the face where yes it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so good i'm glad you agree with that yeah i can totally see that so almost a connection not really but <laughs> both are good all right well Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.